This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Matt. It's been a challenging week. It's been a long week. We're all emotionally drained in our own way. I know you are. I yep. am. I got to go on the radio on Monday morning, be ready to go at 7 a.m. and sound perky. Um, so I come in here and I got my show at 10. So we say, let's let's record this. I get in here and I'm like, I need coffee. I already had one on the way in. I'm like, I need coffee. I go to the other room, WBEN, right around the corner here. We're on the same building. Mm-hmm. The only coffee I could find, it's sitting there. And I said, how old is this coffee? Ugh. Randy Bush over at WBEN says, oh, it's old. I said, how old is old? Uh, five o'clock hour. Dude, it's eight o'clock. I'm like, that is not old for me. So my question, oh. how old is too old for you when it comes to coffee? Oh, I was expecting way worse. I was expecting right. you were going to say like yesterday or something. Okay. Like somebody made it. Turn I to- will. I would drink this same coffee if this was two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock and someone said it's from five o'clock this morning. I wouldn't care. I would heat it up. My typical Monday, I will go into the station probably around 12, 1230. And... Most of the time, there has not been any new coffee made since, like, the morning team left, which would be at, like, well, they leave at, like, noon, but they probably make their last coffee at 8 o'clock. So Mm -hmm. I'm going into four-hour-old coffee, and I'm totally fine with that. To me, that is better than having to make a new pot of coffee. I don't mind making a new pot of coffee. I do if if I have some and it's easy, let's go. No, if I have some and it's easy because, yep. you know, we've got one of those big coffee pots where the the pat, the bottom is heated. So, like, it stays hot the entire time. Yep. So I'll pour a cup. I'll throw it in the microwave for just, like, 20 seconds just to give it, like, a little extra kick. And then we're on our way. How do you take your coffee? Um, I have usually flavored creamer, uh, either hazelnut or French vanilla. Oh, okay. I don't okay. drink any regular creamer or half and half or milk. Um, if I do not have flavored creamer, I take one or two sweeteners okay black with just that how about you just black just Just black black. all the time yeah i drink probably more coffee than i should me too me too so i feel like we are the last people in the world who need more caffeine by the way you and i that's that's true but i feel (laughs) like with the amount of coffee that i drink if i had it any other way than black it would be not great for me health-wise so i'm just trying to stick to black coffee as much as i can well, have have some decaf once in a while. I've I've learned to train myself to 
say, all right, yeah, I need one. You know what? I've already had a couple cups. Let's go to decaf. The bills certainly were not running on decaf when Naheem Hines took back the opening kickoff, 96 yards for a touchdown. And we just talked about the emotion of the moment. I also feel it really helped them on the field, Matt. I think it really kind of let out that, that tension that was built Mm up. You know, if he takes a knee or if he's at the 25 yard line, I don't know how the first series goes, but after he scored, it's like, okay, you can play football. Now you're here, you're in the lead. It's out there. Everybody's going crazy. You know, you just kind of let that out there. And it really was in a great way. We always say popping a balloon, maybe in a deflating way. It wasn't, it was popping a balloon of tension that really, I think allowed everyone to be a little bit more relaxed and playing. Granted the Patriots did come down and score not long after that, but I'd really thought that was a big moment for this team to be get, getting back on track on the field. Yeah. I think it would always be tough to kind of live up to the expectations and the emotions of that game. And I think that that play kind of helped them start obviously with a lead, but also kind of let them play a little bit free. Now the next season, Series, the defensive series was also great. They made the Patriots go three and out. Mac Jones gets sacked. And at that point, you're like, the Bills are going to win today by 100. There's no chance that the Patriots are going to be able to hang around in this game. But then they punt the ball to the Bills, and the Bills aren't able to really get anything cooking on offense. They punt it back, and then the Patriots come down and they score. And really, for the entire first half, I mean, they basically played an even game. I mean, Josh has the interception at the end in the red zone. So the bills leave points on the board there. Then the start of the second half wasn't great either. Special teams played a difference in this game. They played the biggest difference. The bills offense had three touchdowns. Their special teams had two touchdowns. So I don't think it's fair to say that their only reason they won the game was because of the special teams. Cause I've seen that a couple places like, Oh, the bills needed two kickoffs to win this game. Certainly helps. But how, but, but they, they robbed, but the two kickoffs robbed, I mean, not in a bad way of two possessions. Like, I mean, you know, you look at the game stats, right. And the bills were outgained by the Patriots three forty one to three twenty seven. But Matt, that's a big reason is because they didn't have the ball because they had two kickoff returns that went for touchdowns. So Patriots score and, or kick off the opening kickoff and right away they get the ball back. The bills don't have an opportunity. The bills actually had more yards per play than the Patriots. I don't think they played perfect. I, I think there were a lot of things that have to be cleaned up or, you know, there were times where it felt just like ah, a little bit of a struggle here or there, but honestly, like they also didn't have the ball that much. They ran only 56 plays. That's not a lot. No. And I think my biggest takeaway from yesterday from just the football side of things, I know in the first segment, we talked about the super bowl. And if this is the team that's able to do it, and if they are the team that's able to do it to me, it's because of one person. It's because of Josh Allen. And yesterday we saw Josh Allen do some of the freakazoid things that Josh Allen is capable of doing. Now, I do not think they can be too reliant on that because eventually it's going to come back down to reality. Eventually he's just going to have an okay game and that won't be enough against some of the elite teams that they're going to have to face. But if there's also anybody who I trust more, There's nobody I trust more on this team than Josh Allen to step up in the biggest moments. So we saw that yesterday as the game was still close in the second half. He makes the unbelievable play to John Brown. He's rolling to his right. He just casually flips a ball. And it was almost like when you watched him throw, I don't know how many people noticed it, but he kind of flipped his wrist after he released the ball. Like, Steph Curry would do shooting a three point shot. Like he threw the ball and immediately he was like, this is a touchdown. So there was like a little finesse there. And then a couple minutes later, he just throws an unbelievable pass. Stefan Diggs. He is flat footed, basically throwing off his back foot from 
not the far hash, but closer to the farther hash than the close hash. 60 yards in the air, right into the bucket to Stefan Diggs. Like that is a throw that very few people on the planet can make. There's probably three of them. And Josh Allen is one of them. So I think for the bills, of course, it was always going to play a big fat. Josh was always going to be the biggest factor here, but over the last couple of weeks, I do not trust their defense nearly as much as I did a month and a half ago. So that's why I think there's more pressure on the offense And the other concern from yesterday was I think it was a step back for the running backs. I think for part of that's the Patriots Patriots got a really good defense, but I think the running backs were trending in the right direction. And then we saw them take a step back. Yeah. The running game outside of Josh, but even Josh, Josh was only when's the last time Josh Allen had only 1.6 yards of carry one point. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like normally I wonder if the ankle, I wonder if the ankle impacted that at all. He, there were a few times I thought he could have ran, but he didn't. And Actually, one of them was, I think, the touchdown of John Brown. I thought, oh, he's going to run here. And obviously, he um, threw the touchdown pass. But let me ask you this. I'm not saying, like, it was uh, throw out everything you saw yesterday. But isn't it fair to say, because of how their week went and how um, really abnormal, the lack of preparation time and on task they were able to have, the lack of focus they were on football, I think played a role in all of this, Matt. I really do. And I don't, I don't know how much I want to give to, well, this didn't go right. Or that didn't go right. When I'm like, dude, like they had to play a game that they weren't. How could you game plan until Thursday or Friday, even getting out on the field on top of already being a short week, then what happened? I mean, we know that we could even go to practice. They had, they had everybody limited on Thursday. And I'm guessing that's because they just kind of backed off a lot of guys because of, you know, mental health and making sure that they're okay. And all that kind of stuff. I don't know how much I want to give into. Yeah, it really wasn't a very good game without thinking about all of that week that they had to go through. I think you're right. But to me, the things that I thought were flaws were the biggest flaws in this game. And that's the pause and the reason for concern moving forward. Like there were times yesterday. I understand a lot of it is probably game planning. There were times yesterday when Mac Jones looked like a really good quarterback, and that's a problem because they're going to play quarterbacks a lot better than Mac Jones moving forward. There were times yesterday when Devontae Parker looked like an elite wide receiver, which is also a problem because Devontae Parker wasn't even able to get on the field with the next team that they are playing because they had so many other guys. So I just think that there are cause for concern. Josh might be able to erase those problems, but even on a short week, I was still expecting a more convincing win yesterday. And maybe I just don't think the Patriots are very good because that was, that was also part of the the factor too. I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm like, okay, I think the Patriots are the team that you want to play next week in the wild card. I was like, of the teams that you could potentially play, I think the Patriots, you would be the most confident beating just because of the way Not that they're roster. So I'm let's, assuming- okay, let's, let's talk about this in a second. I want to, I want to get into this a minute. Okay. Yes. But on your point of maybe you expected more, I, this is a new England Patriots team. I understand that what happened last year in the playoffs, I get it. And I understand how much Josh Allen's kind of owned them a little bit here. But they had their entire season to play for, whereas the Bills went through this week and did not. Yes, they were playing for the two seed. I get it. That's a good point. This is a playoff game for the Patriots. They That's were prepared. They, they had to come here to Buffalo to play. The Bills were not in that same position. This was not a virtual playoff game for the Buffalo Bills. So, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you or anybody else, Matt, that, yeah, whatever happened, it's okay. They, 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 they could have played. I'm not going to count anything. There, there were 
there were issues that came up that we need to address and they need to, but I just don't know how much I really want to take stock in all of that. Considering, I mean, Trey white called it a blank show. He said, what was this week like for you? To be honest, it was a, it was a show. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, but let me ask you this question and I don't want to harp on this because I really do think as long as you have Josh Allen, you have a chance. Are you more or less confident that this team can win a Super Bowl than you were a month ago? Oh, I'm less. I'm less because of the issues you brought up, no doubt, and they have popped up, but also because of where they are. They don't have, they, they still, the way the Chiefs are playing, and the fact that even though it's not in Kansas City, if you face them, it's neutral yeah. sight. And the fact that the Bengals are really, really good on offense, you might have to face them in the second round. I think all of that factors in. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, too. I think the realization of I would feel, as everybody would, I would feel much, much better about their chances if they had the bye week, because mm-hmm. obviously then you wouldn't have any upset potential, but also just because then you wouldn't be playing both the Bengals and the Chiefs. And right now, if you win on Sunday against the Dolphins, and we'll talk more about that in the next segment, you still probably are going to have to play the Bengals. It's going to be in Buffalo, but you're going to have to play them. And then you're going to probably have to play Kansas city and to be able to go through both of those quarterbacks just to get to the super bowl. That concerns me a bit, especially because of this win streak that they're on. Like eventually you're going to lose a game. It's just eventually going to happen. And if not, that means the bills have won 10 straight games to win the super bowl and maybe they can do it. And if there's anybody who can, I think it's Josh Allen. The one thing that gives me reasons, there are a lot of reasons I think that they can still do it, but I do think back to last year and they were not clicking on all cylinders by any stretch going into the playoffs last year. There were concerns. That's right. And then in the first game, the offense lost its mind. And then in the second game, the offense lost its mind again. And then there were way too many mistakes made in the final 13 seconds. And then they ultimately lose, but they could have won that game and they could have won the super bowl last year. So that's why I kind of am going back. And it's like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder for me. Like part of me is just listening to the devil say like, this team is flawed besides the quarterback. What are they really good at? And that's a really tough question to answer. Then the other side is like, yeah, but the quarterback's the most important position in the game. And right. They have one of the best, and he's able to do this. He's a freak. So, yeah, yesterday was a bit concerning for as amazing and memorable as yesterday was, and specifically that first play of the game. I left that game thinking like, man, they got a lot of things they need to clean up moving forward here. I don't disagree, but now they face the Miami Dolphins, which is going to be a much different task for a lot of different reasons than the New England Patriots. Let's talk about how that unfolded and what we look forward to here in wildcard, super wildcard weekend in the NFL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it? 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 